Live from the WSX Vacation Shelter in Portland, Maine. And live from the WSX Vacation Shelter in Portland, Maine. Sound the... Wait. Are we in the same room? Oh, hey, we're in the same room. Oh, hey, what's, what's up, up, dude? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Wrestle Boys. Uh, it's, it's the last one! Sound, sound the alarm and all that. It's the last one! Welcome to a very special episode of WrestleBoy Social Explosion, the retrospective rewatch mini-podcast where we take a look back at the ill-fated television show Wrestling Society X. I am the man that brevity forgot, Gabriel Clark, joined by me as always, the one, the only, Simply Zalp, Zach Blaze. Zach, it's the last one. It's the last one. I've made the pilgrimage up to Maine. I am sitting in the vacation shelter drinking uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon because like WSX, it, I guess, is in first place in our hearts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is the first time that we've been in the same room recording since WrestleBoy Social Explosion. You can hear the traffic from downtown Portland, Maine outside my window as I'm sitting next to it. I've got a nice view. Uh, Zach has a cat next to him. Everything's good. Um, and you know what? I think this show ends with quite... The bang, so let's not waste any Don't time. You fucking drop puns like that. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. It's my show. It's my show. It's the last one. Alright? Let's just get through it. We're almost there. Um, we're back down the alleyway. The musical guest for this episode is Styles P. I know very little about this musical guest. Um, we uh, come up to commentary. They're looking super oompa loompa today. Chris Kloss <laughs> is quite orange. He's got a riddle for you. Uh, who won the WSX title match, Zach? As we determined last time, it is Ricky Banderas. You're now in Manderas? future. Ricky Banderas? I, th- I heard Manderas. Ricky Bandanas, you're now in future WSX champion. I've had too much Pat's Blue Ribbon. Someone save me. Oh, I've had very little and it's already too much. Uh, yeah, we, we start with a recap of the title match. Um... We get a third angle on that coffin spot, and it looks even worse than the bad one they showed before. Like, he gets no elevation off of this chokeslam. Yeah, Poor yeah. Vampiro has nothing to work with. And the explosion's very clearly coming from underneath the uh, the rigging of the coffin. But we're done with all that, because you shut the fuck up when Fabian Kalen is talking. Well, before Fabian Kalen starts talking, you shut the fuck up while Fabian is kind of trying to get the crowd excited about this show as oh, commentary right. is talking. We caught this last second. There's like, there's one shot of commentary that's like, we, I can't wait to see what happens next on this episode. That's the best Chris Kloss I got. Um, and in the background, I guess like the concert portion of the taping has ended because Fabian Kalen is on stage just like wacky waving, inflatable arm filling, tube manning the fuck out of this audience. And there's a bunch of people standing in the ring. It's very interesting. It's Fabi. <laughs> it's Fabi. Um, I, so this isn't a new note. I, I only happened to notice this on this episode. Fabian Kalen has like a Mike Tyson eye tattoo. I was thinking more Clockwork Orange, Alex DeLarge, like, like, Droog realness. This is, this is maybe getting into our, our next podcast idea, but I know nothing about movies, so I'll have to take Fabian Kalen Fashion Week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Fabian has become this grandiose persona that isn't just a guy uh, waving a, a stick at people and yelling at them. 
he's really become this force of nature that is totally synonymous with the Wrestling Society X product. Like, I can't think of anything else but Fabian Kalen now that I've watched the whole thing because he's just become such a, an important element of it. And his energy uh, really carries the show. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we we get Fabian Kalen doing his thing. Here he is. You shut the fuck up. Fabian Kalen, welcome to Wrestling Society X! Hold on tight, because tonight we're going to turn up the heat! Um, we have our first match, a tag team match uh, between a begrudged Alcatraz and Luke Hawks. Versus Eric Cannon and Vic Grimes, joined by Mystery Woman, who we learn is Vic Grimes' sister, Rick Grimes. Yeah, um, they, I don't, Woo! Make, yeah, this might have been like a WS Extra thing where they revealed this, but I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, there must be, uh, my, my, my wrestling instinct is telling me there's gotta be a reason that she's a sister, but. There has to be, it's like. Maybe that's a season two thing. Maybe it's some weird 2006 MTV plotline that we haven't gotten into yet. Oh, God. Um, I'm glad the show got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Eric Cannon and Vic Grimes are in the ring. Vic Grimes goes up to the top rope and does like a weird tongue wag at the audience. Um, commentary lets us know that he's very, very, very big. He's le- they let us know for like the first half of the match that he's just this, he's just fat. He's He's fat. Uh, we even get Styles P doing like a "How much does this guy weigh?" type segment where he's like, he's like an elephant or something. Shades like, of Art Donovan. Ding ding ding! The match begins. Um, lots of big ass comments as uh, Eric tacks in Vic and he takes control. We do get Styles P in the booth listing his favorite moves and his wrestler. Yeah. Styles, I gotta ask, how long have you been a wrestling fan, my friend? My whole life. I, you know, I like to see people get punched, slapped around, pile drive, clothesline, front face, suplex, you name it. Any any one wrestler in particular that was your favorite growing up? Yeah, actually, Ivan Pusky, the Polish power. Oh, good call. Polish hammer. Yeah. Well, he lists a bunch of things. So, like what he loves about wrestling, he lists like a bunch of moves, like. He parrots them right at, one after the other. And then he says what his favorite wrestler is, and I, I could not catch it whatsoever. I didn't write it down. I, I should have written it down. but It was it must have been, like, a guy from the 70s or 80s. It, it was, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm going to drop my voice in. Future Zach will add the name in here. Ivan Putsky. Back in the ring, Alcatraz gets tagged in. Uh, he and Vic Grimes are having uh, back and forth. Uh, Vic Grimes goes up to the top rope and does, um, you know, like Undertaker's old school... Yeah, like the tightrope walk where he goes up, he's got someone by the hand, and he yeah. walk, does the tightrope on the top rope. He he does that, and Vic Grimes remembers, like, pushing a quarter ton. Yes. He's, he's five, he's a big dude. Um, he does the tightrope walk and then drops a leg onto the arm of Alcatraz. Like Look, Hulk Hogan style, just... Yeah, <clears throat> and it looked great. Like, good for him. Um, we lose track of who tagged in who because things get super muddied at this point. We don't know who's tagging in who. There's a lot of... Um, interference from both teams, all four of them kind of going at it. Uh, there are a couple of shots of Rick Grimes, like, throwing her arms up in exasperation. Like, why aren't, why aren't you winning? Um, we, we then find that there is a fluorescent light electric fence with the fluorescent light spelling out WSX. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. It's, yeah, Chekhov's light tube. Um... Vic Grimes does try to kind of tackle Alcatraz into it. Looks like he's going to spear him. Uh, Alcatraz very wisely steps aside. Vic Grimes dives through the lights. We get lots of 
sparks and light and sound. Ah! Yep. One uh, of those. Zuzu is terrified. <laughs> this cat is just like, who who died? What happened? Um, this was probably a malfunction, but as soon as this happens, smoke fills the room. Um, either commentary sold it really well, or there was a legit malfunction. Uh, they cannot see nor breathe during this part of the match. I, I think there was so much smoke. Like, they must have just had a smoke machine everywhere in the building for some reason. Like, because oh, that's, sure. that's definitely how, uh, how light bulbs work. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stylus P throughout this match has been very uh, vocal of his praises for the uh, style of wrestling for Wrestling Society X up to this point, and then drops us with this. I can't even breathe. Gentlemen, I've been watching wrestling my whole life. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I think this is illegal or something. But you know, Stylus, oh I think God. if you were any place other than the WSX bunker, you'd be absolutely right. So the WSX Arena, obviously, in international waters somewhere. Diplomatic immunity for all talent involved. Fabian Kalen is in with the uh, the UN. Uh, Luke picks up Eric on top of his shoulders. Alcatraz dro- uh, drop kicks him off. We get, like, an, uh, a Doomsday Device drop kick. Your winner by pinfall, Luke and Alcatraz. Luke Cox and Alcatraz take the win. Rick Grimes, the supposed sister of Vic Grimes. The alleged sister. Apparently just watches her big brother get thrown into this fucking fence, probably dead, probably severe brain damage, goes to check on Eric Cannon first. Who has been, to be fair, uh, Doomsday Device is a big finisher. That's valid. So. Uh, but so is um, getting electrocuted and also dying. We actually, we get a very poetic uh, description of that from commentary. Right now, let's take a look at the Quiznos sandwich of the match as Big Prime slammed through the WSX light tubes and gets toasted. Just a reminder that that is the sandwich of the night, which is brought to you by Quiznos, known for their toasted subs. So. Um, let's just leave this behind. We go into a promo with backstage correspondent Lacey with a tag team Los Pochos Guapos. Uh, Lacey is concerned about the the rap sheet that they've racked up. They've been thrown into a car. They've gotten the fish. Uh, they've had troubles as a tag team. Too many mamacitas, too many cervezas. Um, Chaos and Aguilera, not concerned about that. They're concerned about the now, the present, and the future. And in the future... They challenged the cartel to a piranha death match. <laughs> we, we don't quite know what this is yet, but I have a feeling we'll find out very soon in the season finale of Wrestling Society X. Um, this is... So I have a little bit of background in, like, Japanese deathmatch stuff. I've, I've seen parts of, like, a piranha deathmatch before, and I've seen... I'll get to the other thing I've seen before. Yeah, the... When I when I heard Piranha Deathmatch, I immediately thought this is going to be really stupid, and it was beyond my wildest expectations. Now I know you are chomping at the bit oh to get God. to next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking look at me like that. It's my show. Listen, it's the last gonna, one. I want to I want to give a little inside baseball here to our audience. I went to start this next segment, and Gabriel told me to stop so that he could set that up perfectly. <laughs> We had, I there sure was some fucking pre, did. There was some pre-pro involved in that pun, just so you're all aware. Um, we have a singles match. Uh, Fabian Kalen uh, introducing us once again to Six Pac and Scorpio Sky. Um, I love the Ric Flair trend 
Because Scorpio enters in a robe. Yeah. And it looks super nice. It Well, so it looks super nice. It I don't know if it's fair to say it's Ric Flair, because Ric Flair had, like, this beautiful flowery velvet robe. The feathers and the, the uh, embroidered name and everything. Scorpio Sky looks like he just fell into, like, a silk bolt at, uh, at the fabric place. Listen, it's the Party City Ric Flair Halloween costume. Yes, robe, that's okay? exactly what it let, is. Let him have this. They were they had three point five million. There was a, there was a um there was a Ric Flair costume at Halloween City, <laughs> and it's November second, and they have to get rid of all. It's of not it. even Ric Flair. It's like old the wrestler natu- man robe. The natural man. <laughs> the natural the national man. Um, Six Pac has his own ring gear as well, which I really like. Yeah, he's got kind of a throwback to um, I guess the one two three kid or X Pac. One of the two, but like the the jumper with the black and green. Styles P notices Six Pack and he's like, notices that he's a legend. Uh, so I guess that's something. Um, ding ding ding! The match begins. Zach, take us away. You got it. Um, Six Pack barely makes it into the ring before Scorpio starts attacking. We do get the bell. Um, Six Pack is able to counter some offense into a kneeling power bomb. Uh, he whips Sky into the corner for the dick based offense beginning now. Uh, the Bronco Buster. Six Pac hits a really nice roundhouse kick. Very clean. Uh, tries for a cover. It's only worth two. Um, so when the ref went for this two count, Zach, I should mention, um, as soon as he went for three, Sky kicks out, and he does like this little, like, ah! Like, like a dramatic, like, I'm reaching up to God type pose, begging for forgiveness. <laughs> it's very, very dramatic. The refs continue to steal the show here at Wrestling Society X. Yeah, for sure. Not always what you want from a ref, to be fair, but still, yeah, definitely cool. Um, Sky recovers, throws Six Pac out of the ring. Um, Sky goes for a dive, and Six Pac is able to hit him with a kick instead. Right in midair. It looks right super in midair. Cool. Yeah, just picks him right out of the air. Uh, and then throws him dick first into the ring post, a la um, the Human Tornado in an earlier match. Um, Styles does give us a reaction. Oh, go for it. No. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. I think uh, Scorpio Sky is going to be singing high in the showers tonight. Yeah, definitely so. In the ring. The hard way. My- Thanks, Styles. Thank you. Uh, Six Pac throws Sky back into the ring. Pac goes for a front flip senton from the top. Uh, but Sky is able to get out of the way. Which prompts another uh, joke from Chris Kloss, who should really actually shut the fuck up. And look at this, Six Pac, climbing to the top rope, setting up something here. He's, oh no, he I guess Scorpio Sky was also voted most likely to get out of the way in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I understand his gimmick. (laughs) Uh, Six Pac throws Sky into the corner, uh, does kind of a mid-rope punch sequence, hits a low blow, Hits the six-factor. One, two, three face pucks, and you're out. Your winner by pinfall is six-pac. I don't understand why he has to force his crotch into the other man's face. Because it's 2006, and we are on the MTV channel of music. (laughs) The MTV channel of music. This is, okay, so this is a first for Wrestling Society X. Commentary informs us that they have to fill time. And immediately cut to what is supposed to be a few minutes from now for the next segment. They cut to Lacey, who's doing a backstage interview with Matt Seidel and Lizzie. But it happened too quickly because Six Pac is just so good with his dick. There's no illusion that this show is live. There is no reason to believe that it is not taped. We can't, like, there's... 
Also, I mean, like, the way that the show has been edited makes it feel like they have to cover so much in so little time. How often does this show get to tout that they have time to kill But then they the still, end? They still just jump right into it anyway, so whatever. Uh, so we get backstage with Lizzie. Lizzie's got a cute little pupper. This, like, prim little... Like, snickerdoodle? Looks like she probably carries it in her purse. Snickerdoodle is a type of cookie. What the fuck is wrong with me? Snicker- I, I believe it. She's invented a new breed of dog called a snickerdoodle. It's very cute. It's very, very cute. Um, and Lizzie is like, hey, sorry, we have so much time to kill. Can we do your interview now? Uh, and so Lizzie hurries up Matt Seidel. They start to address the rumors of Six Pac being involved with Lacey. Um... Seidel stands up and protests. Lacey insinuates that he thinks she's unfaithful. Lizzie gets mad and is like, this interview is over. Come on, doggo. And they leave. (laughs) Uh, Seidel begins to tell Lacey about the note, but immediately we cut to our main event, a singles match between Jack Evans and the Human Tornado. And let me tell you, Zach, my favorite match thus far has been the the Seidel Evans match from the beginning of the show. This one completely blows that out of the water. Yeah, I I think we said in that episode that Jack Evans is legitimately very good. I think we said that both of them were. Uh, and this is just proof that, like, Human Tornado is also very good, but Jack Evans is an astounding high flyer. And really, like, the, the, the fact that Wrestling Society X would integrate so much of this new talent, unlike certain other coalitions who relegate sub-talent to a completely different show behind a paywall, <clears throat> um, we get it full-blown. Um, it's obviously not the full match because they do have 19 minutes. Yeah. But what we get to see, even the snippets from, like, the commercial break we get to see are just... A treat. So let's get right into it. Uh, Jack Evans gets introduced as the from the Parkland uh, area of Washington State. Styles P with the most important question of the match. Jack Evans from P Town in the mean streets of Parkland, Washington State. Where's that at? Uh, somewhere, suburb of Seattle. Um, tornado is smoked out of his entrance yes. because... He fishbowled the upstairs. Holla holla get dollar, weed, weed, money, tornadoes, right? I think that's yeah. why. Yep, commentary does um, remind us that the tornadoes are a thing. Immediately after, we get a camera cut to a, a young woman in the audience. The one tornado in Allegedly, the, yeah, but it's kind of... I, I wonder if she knows that she was elected to be the tornado. That's what I'm wondering. Surprise! Yeah. Um, Hope you get... like being on TV. Uh, we get a recap of a WS Extra segment between Jack Evans and Human Tornado having a dance-off. I think they referred to this in a previous episode. Um, both of them had such sweet moves that the match was declared a draw. Um, and they, I guess this match is the blow-off match for that whole for rivalry. A dance-off, yeah. Who's the best dancer? And they show that because they just continue to dance as soon as the match begins. I tell you, this is a great match. This has a weird opening. Um... Evans does his little spinny break dance. Um, he gives the floor to Tornado. Warning, I have to kink shame the human Tornado. <laughs> because he does this thing. He like he does this thing. He does a split. He does spins around Jack Evans. He then simulates picking up Jack Evans, swallowing him, and then throwing him back up to where he is standing. 
as everyone knows, that is the the ultimate finisher for a dance off is eating and then uneating your opponent. <laughs> so that alleges that the human tornado may be both into vor and unbirthing, which is the the hardest I've had to kink shame somebody in this in this show so far, which is saying a lot about the product. Yeah. Um so now that that weird shit's out of the way, we get right into the match. This is truly uh, a Spot Monkey's dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't write it down word for word because it just is so fast. This is your reminder for the episode. Please go buy the DVD. Um, we get a weird line from commentary. Uh, they ask us this. Chris, have we ever seen two wrestlers incorporate dance moves? In yeah, their- this is. I was going to say, this is a stylish affair, I guess. I mean, are we on Soul Train or are we on WSX Wrestling? <laughs> it could be a combination of the two. As no, we it see couldn't be a combination Irish. of no, the two. No, it can't! We are on Wrestling Society X, a television program on MTV from 2006. We can't also be on Soul Train. Which is a, a television program that has long since aired uh, decades ago. Yeah. That's not possible. Um, I guess after that stupidity, we get a commercial break. Uh, like Gabe said, I wish I could see this full match because... The, the stuff that they're showing, even, like, the stuff that they cut out in the middle of the match was so good-looking. We come back from commercial uh, with a phenomenal diving tornado DDT from Tornado. Um, jumping off of the top rope, catching Jack Evans. Jack Evans, like, contorts as he's selling this DDT. He sells it like death. It's yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. Um, he does kick out at two. Uh, he kicks out at like two and nine ninety ninths. Yeah, I would say it it's is a very. A very it is probably the best near fall of the show. Um, Styles P is just so astounded. He comes no, out with this. You got to be kidding again. You have got to I be kidding have, me. I, this is incredible. WSX is incredible. I, I, I want to take my headset off and leave the building. <laughs> I love this product so much. I don't want to see any more of it. And then he tops it off. Still, with this. At least not yet. I haven't seen a match with this many moves ever. <laughs> a very nuanced take on the uh, argument of work rate in wrestling. Um, just I, I have in my notes over and over again. Holy shit! What a great match. Um, Evans misses the springboard corkscrew 450 splash. Which, holy shit! Jack Evans isn't human. Um. Styles P hits us with now, one more. Springboarding off the second row 450 corkscrew, but he misses. I think he flips six times in the air. Who do you put your money on? I believe on it's two and a half flips. I two? I mean, it's it happens too fast for me. I, it's it's like the red arrow. It's more like when I see the move, I'm just in more of a state of awe that it's even possible that a human can do that. Yeah. Let alone then like paying attention to the technical details. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm with Styles P on this one. That was like six. Um. After this, Tornado puts Evans in the fucking Dragon Sleeper again. Same as last time, Evans is folded up in half. Looks so, so good. Um, Tornado holds onto it, um, picks up Evans in like a reverse suplex, drops him into a kneeling neckbreaker, keeps him in the uh, submission hold. We get what appears to be at first like a screwjob finish. Evans hasn't tapped, but the bell has rung. Um, Fabian... Comes into the ring and Let's announces get this. The ruling here. What the hell's going on? Senior official talking to I am determining this match on time limit. We oh hit the we hit the ten minute mark. Wait a this minute. This is our this first is 
time limit draw. And Fabian is so happy for it. He he's, is, he's he is like, laughing like a madman. He like you know the opening shot of Clockwork Orange where I do it's not. just it's Malcolm McDowell, he's just sitting there and he's like it's a slow uh, pan back, but he's just like <laughs> he's got that kind of like weird fuckboy grin on his face. That's what Fabian Kalen looks like as he's like dangling from the ropes, watching these two um, contort as they realize that neither of them has won. We get our first smirk chant on Wrestling Society X, and it's like five or six people chanting, Let them finish! Let them finish! Which, why are we nine episodes in and still discovering, having new things that are supposed to happen in wrestling shows happen? I guess Fabian, is this... So here's the thing. Fabian's doing this character work where he's, like, laughing that everybody is upset at the end of this match. This doesn't come up again. If re- I this mean, is, it, like, an aborted kinda, heel it, turn. It, it kind of does in the next episode, but, like, I guess we're supposed to assume that Fabian Kalen is not only the ring announcer and hype man for this product, but he's also the general manager? Yeah, he's also the booker. Or he's the he's the guy behind the scenes. He's the authority figure. He's the William Regal and the Funaki. Two of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I would gladly... <laughs> I would gladly take a life for that. Um, we close out the episode with um, what appears to be a promo with between Lacey and Matt Classic. Matt Classic kind of like examining her arm uh, before... The mystery man who kidnapped Team Dragon Gate shows up, whispers in, in his ear, and then Matt Classic excuses himself yeah. without a word. So now Lacey, I guess, is interviewing Team Dragon Gate. Um, they cut a promo in Japanese. Um, Lacey asks subsequently if there's anybody that speaks Japanese. To which the answer is yes, both of them. All three of them, yeah. in fact, speak Japanese. Um, we find out this man's name is Sakoda. And he uh, goes on to challenge the Filth of the Fury, uh, their previous opponents who defeated them, to a steel cage exploding time bomb match. Now, Zach, you say you're familiar with this very specific style of wrestling match. I, I'm, I'm being put on the spot now, and I can't think of who it was against. There is a classic... Oh, God, it's got so many words. Exploding ring, exploding rope, time bomb, double death match. <laughs> Between um, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, it's famous. And the reason it's famous is... Is, be- this, is this like a garbage wrestling promotion in Japan? Or is no, this, like- this, is, this was... Um, oh, man, was it Big Japan? This was a fairly, fairly large thing. This would have been, I believe, in the 90s. Um, and I think the reason that it's famous is because Terry Funk and Cactus Jack... Spoiler for, like, the next 30 seconds if you're going to hunt this match down. Um, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk are both in the ring as the timer is supposed to run out, and the ring's about to explode, and they're, like, huddling in the ring crying. And then the <laughs> ring does not explode, and everyone's booing them because they were doing it. It's I, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it's really funny. Um, so that's what I'm expecting, and again, this is... So, so much better than I expected it to be. It's so overproduced. Yeah, what we're trying to say is, no matter how prepared we could get ourselves for this, we didn't really prepare much for this podcast, um, since we're kind of getting near the end. We had no idea what to expect 
for the 10th episode. We are now at the end of the five episode season finale of Wrestling Society X. We are going into uncharted territory. This episode was never aired. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We will be back with more WrestleBoy Social Explosion. Hi, everybody. Gabriel Clark here, the man that brevity forgot. Uh, I don't really have a lot to plug today, but uh, I just wanted to say on behalf of Zach and myself, uh, thank you for giving us a shot and uh, taking this journey with us. Whether you were following along when we first started or you're just kind of finding us months and months or years after the fact, uh, this is our first major creative project that we've done together. Um, and we have lots more planned. Um, maybe you'll find out more at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, um, leave us a, a comment on our Facebook, facebook.com slash WrestleBoysSocialX. Uh, shoot us an email at WrestleBoysSocialX at gmail.com. Leave us a review if you'd like. Um, all of it means a lot to us. We're just glad that people are listening and in some capacity giving us positive feedback. So um, this is the end of the beginning essentially for us and we're very happy to begin the next leg of our journey together so on behalf of all that thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the episode and we're back yeah we're that we're that i guess i'm gonna leave both of those in that was really gross <laughs> <laughs> um so this is it this is the um this is the series finale uh as a reminder once again this episode did not air on mtv um it did not make the cut, uh, which is really a shame because it is, according to commentary, the biggest night in the history of wrestling, Society X. <laughs> um, and it really is. Uh, there are only two matches uh, during this But this holy episode. shit, are they matches. Holy shit, they are some goddamn matches. Um, we start off our musical guest for this. I'm really excited about this. Newfound Glory... Uh, an American pop-punk band that I've been following for pretty much all of my adolescence and adult life. Uh, they kill it. Uh, they're actually pretty funny. They're not the best guests on the show, but they are definitely entertaining and kind of shitpost a little. Yeah, that's that seems to be their shtick, and I'm, I'm way into it. Um, we uh, get a recap from commentary on the deathmatch, uh, the Piranha deathmatch, between Los Pochos Guapos and the Cartel. Uh, the stipulations are as follows. Uh, the Piranha Tank is on the side of the ring. You have to toss your opponent inside, shut the lid for a three count in order to win the match. So Newfound Glory joins them in the commentary booth. Um, this is the recap for those of you who haven't really been paying attention, which I don't blame you. What the hell is this? to Wrestling Society X and immediately made an impact by destroying everyone in their path and leaving their signature, a dead fish on their victims. Seemingly unprovoked, the cartel jumped while Pochos Guapos, as they were leaving the bunker, and ignited a fire inside Chaos and Aguilera. Cartel, get your asses down here right now. Before on to advantage of the cartel had proved to be too much for Los Pochos to overcome, but Aguilera had vengeance on his mind. Next week, right here, Los Pochos Guapos, the cartel, and a big old fish tank, and none of this dead fish bull either. Dozens of live piranhas. We're gonna have ourselves 
a good old-fashioned piranha death match. Now, Gabriel. One more time. You, you shut, shut the, the fuck up when Fabian Kalen puts on a local production of A Clockwork Orange. I did not know that was going to work. That was great. That was great. That's why you're my co-host. That's why you're Simply Zelp. Um, here he is. Welcome to the season finale of Wrestling Society Are you ready for the most insane night of your life? Well, let's tear it up and burn this and Fabian, during this promo, he makes a swear he does He's, a bad. He cusses. He, he does a cuss. He says the motherfucker word. Uh, <laughs> Newfound Glory shortly followed that up with this. That's what I'm talking about. Having some high hopes for these boys. Um, poor Fabian. He's doing his best, but he is on fumes. He has to pull the mic real close um, so you can't really comprehend what he's saying. It's really kind of a shame, but we're almost there because... Um, now, I do need to point something out here. Yes. Uh, Fabian is working so hard in the ring trying to get this crowd amped up with this intro. Uh, in this camera shot is Fabian in the foreground in the ring. Behind him in the background is the commentary booth, who are not saying anything on mic right now. However, Chris Kloss is waving his arms around like an idiot. Why? I don't know why he's waving his arms around. Huh? Hi, Mom! He looks like he's having an argument with somebody in the booth, but they're not talking because the mics are off. Uh, God, and this, you know what, this really bugs me because I'm sure this applies to maybe 80% of the matches on this show. Could we not have one team rush in and attack another team before the <laughs> bell is rung? Can we at least get like a proper introduction? I know you have a time limit. I know you're trying to get in everything, but just come on. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice this until you mentioned it, but yeah, I think that's been happening throughout the show, really. The first match was Jack Evans and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel kicks him while he's doing his dance. Um... And it's very clear, as this match gets underway, Los Pochos Guapos, as Fabian Kalen had mentioned before, they've left the Mamacitas at home and the Cervezas on ice. They are not fucking around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are in control to start. Chaos and Aguilera are running on all cylinders. Um, Aguilera gets whipped into the corner, leaps up to the top rope, and hits a double back elbow. Again, this guy's like 6'6". He's a big dude, and he does some impressive stuff for being a big dude. Um, we get some more of that doing it for her dynamic where, um, Tyler Black is throwing Jimmy Jacobs around. Um, this time Chaos is the toss boy. Um, we get an early piranha spot teased from the cartel, um... Which I don't even think was intentional. I think he was supposed to fall out of the ring, but I don't think his legs were supposed to clip the side of the yeah, tank. Yeah, it looked like he stood on the tank for like a half second and just springboarded off it, so good for him. Um, we get another spot shortly after that. It looks like one of the cartel is about to be tossed into the tank. Uh, the members outside the ring grab a pallet, which is... Um, the lid. The lid, yeah. Um, but yeah, they grab the lid and they throw it on top of the tank just as their teammate is about to go into it. So, good for them. Nice spot. The cartel retaliate by grabbing Aguilera. Uh, they've each got one of his limbs and they're teasing his head in. Um, and everyone's freaking out. Not Newfound Glory, because they have Chaos. this to say. Oh, Aguilera's teetering right oh. on top of the tank. Oh, no. Eat him. Eat him. This Put could be it. it. Eat it. This is it. 
Eat him! Eat him! Eat him! That's really good. Um, Cass is, saves his teammate. Um, does a moonsault. Um, shout out to Teddy Hart. Channeling his energy to Teddy Hart for the main event. Um, commentary mentions this about Los Pochos Guapos finally getting their shit together. And it's Chaos saving his partner Aguilera. And we're finally seeing some continuity as Chaos backing his tag team partner up here. It's nice that the team has continuity, but you probably shouldn't mention it on your show. That yeah, that's that's uh, that's a little ironic to me, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Cholo is lounging above the fish tank. He's been they're they're trying to like kick him in so that his ass goes in first. Um, commentary does say, is this to say he's not all the way in, but he's almost in. Ass that's first. It. They're gonna eat his ass. Ass choppers. Ass choppers. I love that. Chaos. I mean, they're going to leave. T- uh, you know what? Never mind. Well, we'll that's <laughs> we'll we, let that be. We'll, we'll do that, that on Wrestle Boys After Dark. Um, Delicado jerks the rope with his foot as Chaos is up on the top rope, so he lands on his dingus. Uh, he then soccer kicks the second rope under Aguilera, hits him in the dingus. Both of them are rolling around in pain. Uh, Chaos has fallen into the tree of woe. We get a double baseball slide drop kick from the cartel. Um, Aguilera bashes two heads together, which we are told is called the double noggin nogger. Maybe going for noggin knocker, which would be a phrase that might describe that. Which is also a phrase that is articulated properly, um, so that it is able to be understood by humans. I think the move is called a meeting of the minds. I believe that's the... That sounds um, like... That sounds like... That's a really good finisher name. I think. I think it is. I think that's the Bobby Heenan name. Any, uh, anyways. We have more Piranha spots with Chaos teased. Um, the numbers game working against Los Potros Guapos. Um, Chaos is being teased again and again and again. Newfound Glory has this scientific knowledge about Piranha. Oh, oh, this no. could be it! This could be it! I heard Piranha's like blonde hair, so... Oh, Newfound Glory... Putting up a fight with Pitbull to become the best host. They're they're trying to get into the buzzer. Um, Aguilera's outside, kind of yelling at um, El Jefe. He kicks the ring steps, and they slide across the floor and land on Jefe's legs. Yikes. Not into that. Yeah, looks like it hurt. Newfound Glory makes some kind of uh, reference as to, um, you know, I don't think that's legal, or I don't think they can use that. Uh, Chris Kloss takes the time to mention that anything is possible, falls count anywhere. Um, I really didn't like at first the fact that they, none of the guests are really prepped about what they're supposed to see, much like we weren't prepped to endure anything that happens in the show. <laughs> um, but it works, I think. It, yeah, I, I think it would be a different product if they were all prepped beforehand. Sure. Um, I think... Newfound Glory do a great job being people who are just absolutely tearing this apart on the booth. If they were prepped, it would be a more serious product. And honestly, that might not be better for the show. That's valid. That's valid. It's hard to say. Um, they set up a table. Um, Aguilera powerbombs Cholo into a, into the table, uh, set up in the corner of the ring. Um, Chaos has a little boo-boo on his head. Uh, Chris claims that he is seeing red, which is super not the case. Um, but it doesn't matter anymore because Aguilera commits the ultimate fuck-up and <laughs> spears Chaos by accident into the tank. Cartel running with the cover. The ref does a fast count. One, two, three. Yeah, the ref wants this to be over. He, he realizes the horror that is unfolding before him. Your winner by Fish Nibbles. 
<laughs> the cartel. The cartel have won. Um, Chaos uh, is pulled back out of the tank. He's not looking great. Um, the fate of Los Pochos Guapos is left up in the air as there is no further content from them in this show. The cartel remain the most dominant tag team in all of Wrestling Society X. Uh, the good news is I think Chaos will be alright because I don't think they were piranhas. You don't think so? I'm, I will admit I'm not a master fish identification expert, but I... Are didn't... you kidding me? Have I been living a lie this entire time? We gotta time? cut this, yeah. Uh, by the way... The uh, quote-unquote piranhas, the alleged piranhas, are the smallest fish. Um, so, I'll, I'll spare you... Are you happy? The, I'll spare you the details, but I believe that the piranhas are the winner for smallest fish. Thank you. And I am happy to announce that Eric Cannon is the winner of the Largest Fish Award for Season 1 of Wrestling Society X. Aaron, Eric... Get his name right. Eric, your trophy is in the mail. Round of applause. Round of applause. It's, it's, it's a fish. It's just a fish. It's just a fish. Um, there is a uh, promo up next with Scorpio Sky. Uh, Lacey starting an interview with him. Uh, we get an interruption from former WSX champion Vampiro. He's not looking happy. He demands the attention. Scorpio Sky says, this is my time. I deserve it. Look at my awards. Vampiro responds... By chopping him into next fucking Holy week. Shit. It is a meaty one. Um, he throws him out, breaks one of the, the floodlights um, in the promo space, throws him into the ring, yanks his pants down, and exposes the, the goods. Uh, commentary does uh, remind us of this. How the hell did this Oh my god, he was naked! He's just he was naked! You just saw his wiener! What we just that? saw his wiener. Um... The entire WSX locker room, including, as credited at the end of the episode, the Trailer Park Boys. Remember them? <laughs> From episode two? God, it feels like so long ago. Uh, they all come out to stop him. They all get properly choke slammed. Um, he demands Ricky Banderas by saying in the this. Wrong place at the wrong time. Ricky Banderas! Brett, did you just hear what the- Ricky Banderas shows up. Um, he gets sent out of the ring. Vampiro and him are brawling to the outside, but apparently that's not important enough because commentary has a Matt Seidel and Lizzie update. <laughs> so let's go look at that instead of, you know, your most important storyline. Um, so we, we are brought to Matt Seidel standing outside of what appears to be uh, Six Pac's disheveled, destroyed, condemned apartment? I don't know. Um... Matt Seidel overhears uh, Six Pac chatting with Lizzie in, in this hellhole. Knocks the entire door down. He, like, it, like, falls... There are no hinges There's on no the There's no hinges on this so he, door. So he pushes it with both hands. It falls flat. It just falls forward and he steps in. Um, he immediately attacks Six Pac. Um, Lizzie is demanding that they stop. Six Pac says a very nasty thing to her that I'm not going to repeat. Seidel is destroyed, left in this decrepit domicile and that's the last we see of him <laughs> the last we see of him that's really unfortunate um another promo with uh lacy jack evans and the human tornado uh we find out from fabian kalen that there is going to be a new sort of like x division cruiserweight belt uh meant to be held by the 
high-flying, up-and-coming talent of the future. Mm -hmm. Um, The first two combatants for this belt will be Jack Evans and the Human Tornado. Or they would be if, you know, this wasn't the last episode of the entire product. Uh, It would have been a barn burner, considering there is no time limit. Absolutely. This, this, This would have been, like... I don't know why this wasn't their championship in the first place. This would have... I claim, I, I, I think this would have kept them on the air. Um, but, unfortunately, what bygones be bygones, this is your final ever match. A exploding steel cage time bomb match between Team Dragon Gate with Sakota at ringside and the Filth and the Fury. Um, just as, as a... To, to set this up for the listener, because I didn't quite understand it until halfway through the match. What we have is the ring. It has a steel cage. Three of the sides of the cage are lined with explosives. If one of the wrestlers is thrown into the explosives, they blow up. Above the ring is a scaffold. It is a like a big girder with a, a wooden floor on top of it. At the end of that scaffold is the detonator. The goal of the match is to get up to the scaffold push the detonator, and then get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Because after about 30 seconds, the bomb is going to go off and the entire ring explodes. Uh, and if your team... I mean, you lose because you die. Right. You get blown up. That's that's the end of your life. Um, so, pretty high stakes going into this match. Um, Dragon Kate 2.0 coming out with Sakota, who stands by the stairs into the steel cage. Um... Filth and the Fury um, successfully make it to the ring. No, just kidding. They oh, don't. This because was, you mentioned before this match that nobody ever got a full entrance. And I was so excited because Matt Cross almost made it into the ring. M-Dog 20 gets pulled by his tights out by Sakota and into the barrier. Teddy Hart, in the ultimate Teddy Hart fucking moment, does not <laughs> notice M-Dog has been thrown out. The match begins, ding, ding, ding. Teddy Hart immediately goes up to the top rope <laughs> of the ring and does a fucking moonsault. He does a flying nothing moonsault. Lands foot forward of the Dragon Gate and they destroy him because it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're his teammate, his enemy, he will get his shit in. He's clearly looking out for number one. Fuck you, Teddy Hart. And that's a number one that is doing a backflip. You're good, but fuck you. Teddy Hart is outnumbered after this flying nothing moonsault, um, trying to fight off Dragon Gate. Uh, M-Dog 20 comes back over the side of the cage that's not rigged with explosives, um, takes out Dragon Gate from the top of the cage with a really nice high crossbody. M-Dog 20 counters uh, a powerbomb into a Spike Frankensteiner, uh, a Rana dropping him right on his head. Filth and Fury get more of their shit in. Uh, Hart hits Moonsault number two and also takes out Cross, I guess, because he was down there. Uh, friend or foe, get that shit in. We do go to a commercial break here. Uh, we find out in the commercial break that Dragon Gate have worked their way back. Um, Teddy Hart gets yet more shit in. Um, he lands the open heart surgery, but Yoshino gets out of the way of Matt Cross, who at this they tried to do that finish that they did in their la- the last match they won, where they both did their big moves at the end and went for the double pin. Yoshino manages to get out of the way. Um, Sakoda decides to interfere in the match. You knew this was coming. Yep, Sakoda has entered the ring. 
he has grabbed the referee and hit him with a nice DDT. So now the ref is out. Um, Teddy Hart looks like he's going for the win. He climbs up the scaffolding to get to the, the time bomb, or so we think. But no! But no! He just wants to set up for now, salt number three! I, I want to I give Teddy Hart some credit here, okay? Teddy Hart could have gone for the detonator, which would technically have won his team the match, right? But Matt Cross was in the ring. He would have killed Matt Cross. And I think even for Teddy Hart, there are boundaries. And that's why he got his shit in instead of hitting the detonator. I love that killing somebody is his boundary. That, right. Like, that's his limit. I Don't mean, stop for there. some people, it's fine to kill somebody. Youth <laughs> Suicide has been killed by three different people. That's very... T- no, he's been killed by... Just Incredible. Just Incredible. Vampiro? Vampiro. And Ricky Banderas. And Ricky Banderas. That is three people. Yeah. I wonder if three people can all go to jail for the same, like, the same murder? By the way, I just need to, I need to make a note. I was so worried that Youth Suicide was going to come back in this episode. Oh my god! And I was going to have to apologize for a Spoiler alert! Youth Suicide's for real, actually, 100% totally done. But wait! No. Who is that? It's not Youth Suicide, it's nobody. It's not nobody. It's, it's nobody. Um, Um, yeah, so Teddy, anyways. They tease a bunch of explosion spots. Um, finally, M-Dog 20 lets his hubris get the best of him. Um, he they, goes, he goes for that cartwheeling back elbow, like the Tajiri thing. Uh, and they both get out of the way. Kaboom! M-Dog 20 with the first explosion spot of the match. Um, now, I, <laughs> this, this is probably the most bullshit, unbelievable thing this show will ever commit. Teddy Hart is standing in the ring. Sakoda is also standing in the ring, posing. He, like, he, like, he looks like he's doing uh, some kind of stretch. Yeah, he puts his arms like to the side and then brings them up in a prayer form, brings them down to his chest, and does a Hadouken on Teddy Hart. And we're and not talking like the, the, the... Not like the Kenny Omega Hadouken where it's a double palm thrust. He fucking launches a Hadouken. He unleashes hell upon Teddy Hart. And they don't even, like, they don't have to edit it at all because it didn't go on TV. But they they do another fucking fireball spot. It's just, it's, it's, I don't, it's, it's the best, but it, I don't understand. <sighs> I, we had to stop when this happened because I was dying it's laughing at this abs- show. Go buy the show. Go buy this DVD. Go buy the show. Experience it for yourself. You owe it to yourself. Um... And not just because I'm trying to pass all my suffering to other people as a form of coping, but anyway, um, now Teddy Hart is blinded from this fucking fireball, uh, so Sakota throws the ref into him, and he lands a powerbomb on the ref into one of the sides of the ring. Kaboom! The ref has been murdered. We are, we are notified of this by a commentary. He's got Sakota! Oh, this poor ref. Seriously. Referee Danny Monchichi may be dead. Teddy Hart didn't know it's not his fault. He was blinded. He thought he had Sakoda. Um, at this point, Teddy Hart is blinded. Matt Cross is out. He's been blown up. Yoshino climbs up to the scaffold. Um, Sakoda murders another man by launching Teddy Hart into the explosives. So now both of the Filth and the Fury are out. 
Yoshino hits the detonator. Dragon Gate book it out of the ring along with Sakota. The ring explodes. Your winners by manslaughter, Dragon Gate. Manslaughter and, um, like, Naruto Dragon Ball Z trickery. <laughs> Team Dragon Gate with Sakota in the middle of the ring. Ah. Holy fuck. There could not have been a better way to close this travesty out. Yeah. Um, I really wish this would have aired on national television uh, because enough people would have been talking about it. There would have been a second season. I, yeah. I, I, Gabriel, I have an idea. You have an idea. Wrestling Society X. Let's rate that performance. How does it feel? You want to grade the... You did... Let me... Let okay, me. So, so this is a gag, but... We asked a question in episode one of this podcast. Is Wrestling Society X good? That's what I want to know. Is this show good? So you want me to grade not just the, 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 the promo, the match. You want me to grade the entire performance of Wrestling Society X. I want you to build me a sandwich okay. about Wrestling Society X, and I want you to give me a goofy rating for it. Give me a piece of bread. The piece of bread is... All of this goddamn talent. Yeah. You absolutely. have some of the best in the world doing what they love most um, with some limitations. You know, MTV wanted explosions. They wanted um, extreme shit people hadn't seen before. Uh, and there's a healthy balance of both. Yes. No, for sure. Um, I wish they had more time because the, the talent absolutely is phenomenal. That's the middle piece, is that it's just there's no time for anything to be told because MTV has a strict 30-minute time slot format for their shows. Um, and you really, as we said before, there, sh there, there could have been so much with these storylines um, that unfortunately were had to suffer at the constraints of 30 goddamn minutes. Yeah, and that's... I, I think there's not only that, but there's just a lot of... A lot of the meat on this sandwich is going to be the fact that Wrestling Society X didn't know how to be a wrestling product. They were very clearly going for something that was not mainstream wrestling, but there are some things that you have to keep in place. You know, you have to have a competent referee. You have to have a competent announce booth. You have to have a competent camera crew. You have to have a competent... Yeah, and these are things that are not negotiable. Even ECW had a good camera. Get the pin in the shot. Get the get the flying senton in the shot. Get it in the shot. It is the focal point. What is happening is the focal point of the shot, and it frustrates me time and time again. You can look at something like TNA. They don't have a good announce booth. They don't have a good camera crew. They don't know how to put on a wrestling product. They have so much talent, and it does not work. Because they do not know what is required to make a wrestling show a wrestling show. You can look at something like Ring of Honor in 2004. They had talent. They didn't have money. This is pre-Sinclair. They didn't have money, but they had talent. They had a competent camera crew. They had great refs. They had really knowledgeable commentary. And Ring of Honor has thrived. They're, they're a big company now, you know, relatively speaking. Big compared to um, other 
companies in the shadow of WWE, yeah. But. Right, absolutely. Um, I, I think Wrestling Society X was doomed when they weren't given the funds to get a skeleton wrestling crew and then build a product based on that. And MTV pulling some double standard bullshit over what was and was not okay. Yeah. They didn't want punches. They didn't want kicks unless it was like dick-based offense. Um, so all of the stuff that they were allowed and not allowed to do... Uh, is really limited, and even then, it is so much fun to try and watch. It's so much fun, Zach. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's... I had fun. I, throughout, I was just like, this is absurd. This is something I've never seen before. This is so different. This is so, this is edited so weirdly beautiful. I cannot wait to see what happens next. Yeah, I mean, my answer... I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch the the sandwich gag for a sec. My answer to that question is that Wrestling Society X is not good, and it is a tragedy that it is not because it could have been something phenomenal. I, I think if this happened ten years later, if we were watching this today, this would be one of those shows that gets put on Netflix. You know, it's one of those shows that there's a Kickstarter for, and everybody is funding it, and we end up with this cult classic, like say Lucha Underground. You know, that's really similar to what this is. It's a little less edgy in 2006 and bitch and, yeah. you know, violence against... It, it, it's... It wouldn't... I don't think... I don't think it would... With, if it had less MTV, I think it would have worked. But it really, with all of the, the content of the, the gimmicks and the promos and um, all of the segments that really feel like a relic of that... What was appropriate in that time, I don't think it would translate very well nowadays. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think if... If this were filmed in 2016 and it got canceled from, you know, whatever channel was carrying it, this would be something that would thrive. It would become a cult classic. Sure, yeah. Because the talent is there and all you have to do is get that funding to be able to hire the competent people to make this show happen. Even if it's like, even if it's just like they focus solely on comedy, you know, you can make it work if it was like a parody of, of sure. its former self, you know, make it a comedy based like like what uh, Dragon Gate is. Dragon Gate is very comedy forward, spot monkey wrestling. Sure, or you can even look at something like DDT, uh, Dramatic Dream Team in Japan. It's just straight up comedy. It's not a parody. It's absurd. Yeah, or, let me say, it's not a parody of a particular style of wrestling. It is just a parody of wrestling. You've got Kota Ibushi launching firecrackers in a campsite and people being thrown off of like dirt pile. Like it's, it's outrageous. And it's, I think DDT is a really good example of what this could have been if it weren't fetishizing kind of that extreme wrestling. We have to be ECW, sure, you know, sure. outrageous, crazy. Like and what that. I found out in my research is that this went up directly against WWE CW. It did. Yes. When it, when it debuted, it went up and get at 10 30 in a 30 minute time slot against WWECW. And this could have been a better product than WWECW. Sure. That, that I makes would, it I even would, worse. I would weigh that. Absolutely. It was not the worst product on television, but they could not make it work. I cannot stress enough. Um, Wrestling Society X isn't good. It's not even bad, Zach. It's just, it was different. And I think that that's what ultimately they were trying to go for, was that they were trying to show people something they had never seen before in a wrestling ring. And, you know, they, they took a lot of liberties from Japan, and they took a lot of liberties from the indies, but nobody was watching the fucking indies, man. Like, this was such a unique cacophony 
of just everything right with wrestling and everything wrong with television. And there will never be anything like it again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Lucha Underground is a phenomenal product that is had the, the foundation for its format paved by Wrestling Society X, even though it didn't work. And you know what? That's it. I don't think we got anything else. Oh, by the way, um, we wanted to mention we got the DVD. We have a copy of the Wrestling Society X series DVD. Um, Zach, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that. Let me grab the box. Uh, so Zalp is gonna grab the box. We keep mentioning WS Extra matches. Um, all of those are available. It's a four disc set. You can get it for like. 10 or 15 bucks on Amazon. Uh, Zap, Zap, hand me that. Hand me that box. So in addition, you get the 10 WS Extra bonus shows, delete slash unaired scenes, uh, virtual trading cards, the transformation of Fabian Kalen feature at... Holy shit, I need to see that. Zach. Yes. We need to do another episode. We're doing a fucking bonus episode. We gotta do, we gotta do one more. <laughs> We gotta do one more. That's it. We have to. There's so much on this DVD. I think we have to. I think we have to go through it and just just see what's there. Um. So I guess this isn't the end. Not quite. We'll this, do one. This we'll, is the we'll end. One more. This we'll is the end. More. This is the end of canon. But yeah, we're gonna do a bonus episode and go through the DVD because there's a lot to it that we really need we, to like, cover. We have other stuff planned and we're really excited to share that with you. We're, we've begun talking about it, but this is too good to not pass up. We have to do this. Uh, so, on behalf of us here at the WSX Vacation Shelter in Portland, Maine, I have been the man that brevity forgot Gabriel Clark. I have been simply Zalp, Zach Blaze. This is the end of Boy Social Explosion. Uh... Keep an eye out for the bonus episode. Uh, it should be coming soon. Um, we'll make some time to do that. We don't know if it's going to be in person or not, but um, this journey isn't quite over. But for right now, we have no more WSX to talk about. So on behalf of us here, uh, thank you very much for seeing this through to the end with us. Um, we're different people, I think. This changed us. For, for better, better or for, for worse. worse. Um, on behalf of us here... See you next time on whatever else we do besides the bonus episode. Love you. A nice addition from Portland Traffic. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, this is your friend Simply Zalp coming to you one last time to thank the people who made this show possible. Your theme song was Organism, originally by the Ernies, arranged by yours truly, Zach Blaze. You heard two sound effects during this episode. One of them is Siren.Wave by I Fart in Your General Direction. The other is Schoolbell.Wave by Panska Stranska Michaela, both of whom are on freesound.org. Our break music is Just Nasty. Our ending music is Retro Future Nasty. And the music I'm talking over right now is Retro Future Clean. All of these are by Kevin McQuad, who can be found at Incompetech.com. All of these sounds are licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can learn more about that at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by by slash 3.0. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Russell Boy Social X. 
You can also email us at WrestleBoysSocialX at gmail.com. Please leave a review for us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you heard this. And please, if you like this episode or this series, tell your friends about it. Let them enjoy it. Let them follow us to wherever our weird podcasting journey brings us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Styles P notices Six Pack. He's like, notices that he's a legend. Uh, so I guess that's something. His his name and his uh, phallic obsession precede him. You want to try that again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't that good.